every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show where, of course, we talk about the Arizona Cardinals here as we are based out of the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And with me, as always, is a man who not only played professional baseball, but also played in the National Football League and was on that first Super Bowl-bound team for the Atlanta Falcons, the one and only Ed Easy Smith. What is good, my brother, and Happy New Year to you, man. Happy New Year to you, brother Jay. It's not a happy New Year for the Arizona Cardinals right now, but... Actually, maybe they did get a little extra little gift under the basket that they actually wanted. Indeed, quite <laughs> possibly, quite possibly. We do this thing twice a week. Uh, I'm I'm going to send this out right away, man, because you know, early game, earlier game, early usual. game. So yeah. you don't get something in your in in your uh, in your inboxes here, a notification there. But make sure you follow, like, subscribe, all that type of stuff. But we do it twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays. Monday, we uh, it's our reaction to the most recent game, talking about some of the things that we saw. Then the Thursday one, we talk, we look ahead to the next opponent. But since we have that hard knocks in season going uh, revolving around the Arizona Cardinals, we kind of it's it's more of a a reaction reaction to that and some of the storylines or our reaction to some of the storylines there and then a slight look ahead to the uh to the next opponent and this is uh, it's kind of a it's a lost season in a lot of ways but maybe lost for some and maybe not for others but we'll get into that in just a moment so the cardinals opponent this week they headed on on the road to the eastern time zone and so that's why it was a little bit of an earlier game for us uh so they went to atlanta to face the falcons falcons were five and ten the uh, arizona cardinals were four and eleven and so the Cardinals ended up falling to the Atlanta Falcons, twenty to nineteen. It was a it was a close game, but still, it was just I mean, it, it was four four field goals in this game by by Prater. Uh, the long fifty seven that ended up giving them the lead uh, coming down the stretch there in the fourth quarter, and then man, that the running back for uh, the running back for the for the Falcons that's a big boy, man. Who am I thinking of? Uh, Tyler Algier. Uh, yeah, Algier, but then also wasn't it? Oh, Cordero Patterson. Cordell Patterson. Yeah. Man, that's a, that's a big dude. And he was lining up as not a lot of running backs do this these days, but eight yards in the backfield. I mean, he was back there getting that. What, go, you mean with a right. quarterback under center and a, uh, a, a running back deep running downhill? Oh my goodness. Yes. It's hard to, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it's hard to imagine because we just don't see it that much out here. In Arizona, but I mean that's how football used to be played, and some people actually still do it. Yes, and so I want to get to that because the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals was not uh, was not Colt McCoy. He's still in concussion protocol, and it wasn't. Um, ah, goodness, the, the McSorley. Name, it, it wasn't McSorley because they saw one game and said, "Now nah, we straight." But it was David Blau who has recently joined the team, and uh, four year four four year veteran. Uh, was previously on the uh, the Detroit uh, Detroit Lions and then was picked up here by the Arizona Cardinals. So got him to start. He was 24 for 40, 222 yards, 
one touchdown. I saw some things and I wanted to get your thoughts on his performance before just talking about maybe some other things that you saw during the game. But I saw what I think I saw a bootleg at one point in time. I saw some different things that we typically don't see when the starting I saw some things I want to talk about too. Yeah. Okay. Well then I'm going to throw that up to you. Go no, ahead. I'm not going to stop you. Go, go. No, yeah. I want to, I want to hear what you saw. Cause this is about, you watched the game. I almost, after I got out of church today, I almost beelined it right over to your crib to watch the game with you, but it was raining so hard. And I said, good Lord, let me just get off the freeway and get home. But what did you see that stuck? All out right. To you? Let me give you my observation, bro. What have we, what have we been talking about? What would the Cardinals like more than anything right now without doing it? They would love to lose these last couple of games to stay right. in higher draft position, right? Coming in, they were they had the fourth uh, fourth draft pick. Fourth draft, the draft pick. Draft, yes. So you take David Blau, who I've never even heard of in my life before. No offense to David Blau. Right. You throw him in this game. If it's all about getting some wins and getting some stuff moving, that's why I want people to understand. When we talk, we don't talk stupid, me and you. Yeah. We don't talk out of the side of our necks. You only bring a David Blau in. Maybe you want to take a look at him, but you can look at him at practice. You've been looking at McSorley. What is this? Is his probably only opportunity? Now, unless you just have no plans to keep us sorely around, you give him a look. He's earned that much, if you ask me. You bring right. a David Blau in because why? Because he's fresh off the off the heap. He doesn't know the offense. Mm-hmm. This is a game that you know you're just throwing him into the fire, basically. Now he held his own. I will say that much. Yeah. But then again, Jay, you go over to Atlanta, and this is once again a one-point game, a score, a tight game all the way through. Yeah. You ask David Blau. I'm sorry, I'm raising my voice. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Talk you about ask it. David Blau to throw the ball 40 times, yeah. and we run the ball total of 27 times. Two of those rush, rushes were by him. Take those away. So basically, we ran the ball 25 times. Yeah. You have him throw it 40 times. Yeah, right. Connor, just, Connor goes out in the to the beginning of the second half. I don't uh, care, issue, but I get you. Go ahead, I'm listening. Okay, then you look on the other side. Atlanta's because they had every right to try to lose this game as well. Because if <laughs> yes. they lost, then we flip flop, right? But right. they actually wanted to see their young quarterback Desmond Ritter. You know what they asked him to do? They asked him to throw the ball 26 total times. Mm. They ran it as a team 34. Now, obviously, they had less snaps than that, but you know they still come out the, with the victory. For me, Jay, this is totally – I mean, this shows you what Kingsbury is all about. He has no clue. You don't hang a young quarterback like that out, a dude that is just injured. He doesn't even know dudes on the name the names right now. He's probably looking on the back of jerseys trying to figure out who people are, and you right. ask him to drop back 40 times and run your so-called sophisticated offense, which, you know, mm. once again, we see what, what, what Kingsbury, like I said, his lack – of now, sometimes you look at somebody and you're just like, he just don't get it. Mm. Kingsbury just doesn't get it. You don't take a young quarterback on the road and ask him to throw the ball 40 times and only run at 27. I don't care. You got running backs. After Connor goes down, you have running backs and people yes, yes. on this roster that Clint maybe you want to take a, yeah, yeah. you want to maybe take a, a, a more of a look at them. You know, the fact that they, you know, it's like, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. The fact that they start Blau over, uh, McSorley. I mean, McSorley, I mean, I don't think he's done a great job, but he didn't do that bad a job where I don't think you give him another opportunity, reward him for being here for these last couple of few years. We're going to let you run this one out. Okay. No, instead we bring David Blau in. We right. take him over to Atlanta and ask him to throw the ball 40 times instead yeah. of hand the ball off 40 plus times, maybe throw it 25 times. It just, it mm. just blows my mind. It blows my mm. mind. I'm sorry. 
That is that is interesting. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, that that's that's a great point that you bring up there because I didn't think about it that way. It seemed like they were you want you want your a quarterback that is trying to get used to your offense to be able to feel as comfortable as possible and put them in opportunities for play action for just to just to make those nest to to give them the option instead of being trying to sling it for forty times. So I do I do agree with you there. I mean. Is this one of those things where Cliff is trying to win the game and you don't give him any kudos for that as opposed to trying to 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 manage the game in such a way that a new person to your roster is is trying to to trying to get them to perform the best based upon the short time that they've been with the team? To to me it shows me that he's clueless. It doesn't show me that he's mm. trying to win the game. It just shows me that he's clueless. I mean, we've seen other like right now uh Brock Purdy with with the uh, 49ers. Right. You're going to ask him only to do what he needs to do. You're not going to throw everything on his shoulders. And I think I said this to you the other day or or someone I was speaking to. The way you make things on easy on a young quarterback, you one, it's running game. The other mm-hmm. thing is you try to scheme people open. You know, Because we all know in college, guys are open sometimes 10, 15 yards. And, you know, and that's just, you know, because you're playing with better athletes, you know, that type of thing. In the NFL – a young quarterback, what scares them the most is nobody's open. You actually hmm. throw them open or you yeah. throw in the small windows that are so small. It's yeah. like, how the heck did he fit that in there? And that's what scares most young quarterbacks. They don't throw the ball on timing or when a dude is open according to NFL standards because it doesn't look like he's open, right? right. Or you scheme to the point where a Shannon hand is making defensive coordinators look silly because every time you turn around, Kittle's running scot-free in, in a – uh, um, um, a formation, you know, down the middle of the field, or you got Ayuk or um, Debo, whoever it is, you're like scheming to get these eyes. Has, has Kingsbury showed you any um, ability to scheme and outwit the opposing defensive coordinator where we can take a young back quarterback on the road and have him throw the ball 40 times? No, it doesn't. Mm. It makes no sense to me. Like I said, it doesn't show me that he's trying to win the game. It shows me that he's clueless. He really is clueless. He has no idea what he's doing because otherwise you would take the game plan that's mostly for Kyler Murray or even a Colt McCoy because he's an experienced veteran. You would crumble that thing up and I mean, you would set fire to it. There would be a ritual in the back of the facility pouring some gasoline or something on it so you can light it so we can start fresh for this young quarterback who needs all the help we can give him. Instead, he runs the same exact game plan that he's run all season long. It looks horrible. You know, he, I mean, I'm just, I'm just through with this dude, man. I was talking, I had lunch with someone yesterday. Yeah. And this is my, this, you know, next week after Sunday's game, they got one more against San Fran. They call it Black Monday for a reason. Yeah. Right. Okay. So if we get to Monday morning and the first news we don't hear out here is, you know, the Cardinals have decided to part ways. That means that somebody's actually talking about this. And it could be one of those things where they actually keep him around. And, bruh, I mean, you and I, we take it light on Cliff. I, I ride and I hear people and listen to people, meaning other media and even the fans and stuff. Man, now, if they want to run this one back, bruh, it's going to be – I'm just saying we're going to have a whole lot to talk about during the offseason. Mm. Man, it's going to keep us entertained all the way through training camp and into next season if they decide to keep him after this 
type of performance. And to your point, though, so I'll get what was it the uh, the Tampa Bay game, the Christmas Day Tampa Bay game, where the Cardinals ended up losing by three to Tampa Bay. McSorley, and I believe that was his first official start. He came in uh, and fit forty five pass attempts, and that was <laughs> yeah. and, and one of the things that I know that we heard echoed in the in the hard knocks leading up to that is just go in there and sling it, do your thing, sling it, as opposed to trying to to do what you can as the coach and as the leader and as the play caller on the offensive side of the ball to be able to put together a game plan that enables the quarterback to be able to enables the offense to reach more of his potential based upon the lack of experience of the quarterback position. I mean, you make too much sense there, Jay. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> sounds like, you know what you're talking about. I have no idea <laughs> what the hell they're talking about and doing out here as far as this coaching staff and what they're doing. It makes absolutely no sense to me at all, man. And I'm just, you know, I am, I'm not all for, I don't like, you know, firing people and talking about it and stuff like that. But at this point, if you're Michael Bidwell, even a Steve Kime, if you're considered still the GM, you know, I know he's on that leave and everything, but if you're looking at Cliff Kingsbury and you're saying, yes, I think this is the man that can lead this organization and we're going to run this back. Man, I'm telling you, 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 I have no idea what they're thinking. And I, like I said, I'm not trying to, I just think, at this point, we've seen enough yeah. of this bad experiment. You know, this is uh, this is it. This is enough. We we you know, I'm I'm as frustrated as some of those players. You know, and Ooh. how can you send JJ Watt out like this, man? I mean, that's <laughs> just not right. After his illustrious career, you gonna make him go out like this? Oh I mean, man! You know, golly. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So as we transition to the defensive side of the ball, as my as my partner threw up an alley <laughs> for me, JJ Watt did have another sack. So that means he reached double digits in sacks for the Mo for Money, the Mo Money, Mo <laughs> Money. <laughs> and so I wanted to talk about a couple other players. So um the Zaven Collins seemed to be seemed to play he seemed to spark at times. So seeing, I think we're seeing growth. I don't know if it's exponential growth. I mean, I don't know if it's accelerated growth, but seeing some growth throughout the season, you're that's a, that's question mark. And then also my Jay Sanders, did you pay attention to him at all? Did he spark to you at all? And is there still a question mark for you as I think locally there still is when it comes to Isaiah Simmons, um, because he's going to be up for that to pick up his fifth year option here in the off season. One of those things where do you, do you just hold off and let, is the thing that, and this is something that I heard locally, the thing that I heard, the the thing that, that is a question mark is how many times do we have players that have been here? And this can go, this, I'm thinking of the Diamondbacks because we're in their, in their backyard. And then also the, the Arizona Cardinals where somebody leaves the organization and then they, they, they experience that growth, whether it's from different coaching or just different mindset or whatever it is. You don't want that to be the case when it comes to an Isaiah Simmons, if you don't pick up that fifth year option and then just let them go. Right. Absolutely. I think at this point, Jay, I don't think they've utilized him correctly. So some of the blame has to be on the organization and the coaching staff. Now, has he made those strides, you know, to, can you see the potential? That's what it is because that's all you're banking on at this point. And in my opinion, you let this dude go there and and I'll say this, Jay, all these podcasts and stuff I do, there are certain organizations and teams that were totally frustrated when they didn't get him. One in particular was the Carolina Panthers. Every time I talk to their group, they're like, man, you know, what is the the, the thoughts on Isaiah Simmons? Because they were in love with him and they wanted him. He's a guy that, if you take him and put him in the right system, 
I think you have the problem of, yes, he would go somewhere else and flourish because I think they would use him a little smarter. You know, here's the thing. If you're not going to use him correctly, mm. then don't re-sign him because that's just wasted money. That's, you know, it's, I'll throw this one at you. Jay. You ever watch uh, Naked and Afraid? Yes, sir. Love that series, right? Now, how are you going to get somebody, like, you know, they always get to bring something with them, one thing, you know? <laughs> You bring yeah. you you bring a fire starter to a place that's notorious for nothing but rain. So it's like <laughs> you know it's like and they out there trying to get wet moss to to light right. And it's like how come you didn't bring like you know uh, something that you know maybe you could catch some fish or you know something. But they brought the fire starter knowing that they were going to have twenty one days of rain. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. like if you're not going to use it properly, you you got the you know if it's not going to be a utilized tool, then just leave that one home. Bring something else. For me, if the Cardinals decide to bring him back, they have to make up in their mind we're going to come up with a better game plan to utilize his skills. Otherwise, like I said, it's a waste of money. Do you think? And this is just last year around this time. There were a couple of couple of uh, employees of the Arizona Cardinals that were looking at possibly getting different jobs. One of those was an Adrian Wilson looking at maybe a GM position. The other was Vance Joseph. He was being looked at, and I don't know if that was that Rooney rule. Who can we talk to? Who can we talk to? That black dude there, and that black dude there. <laughs> but, um, but do you think that one? How are you impressed with the job that Vance Joseph has done here? And then that that the caveat, the the kind of the the sub note to that is, should he? Is it uh, maybe his that Isaiah Simmons is that is is the is the. Uh, uh, the fire starter when he's when when he should have brought you know a different tool there because he was given to them and then the other one is kind of with Vance Joseph do you think he'll be here next season maybe he'll get an opportunity to coach to be another head coaching position oh teams are tending or trending away from the most of the defensive coaches I know we still get a right. spring one but everybody wants that new offensive genius otherwise why do you hire in the first place uh Cliff Kingsbury so they're leaning and more toward the offensive guys, unless you're a young and up and comer. Because my man over in San Fran, uh, the four, what's his name? Oh my goodness, the, the, the defense coordinator for. San oh Fran. yeah, uh, Demarco. Demarco. Yeah. He is. He's a young up and coming. They're like he. We haven't seen his first act yet as a head coach. Right. I think he would be more inclined to get a job than Vance. Vance is like the old guard who. You know, we've seen this. We saw his first act, and he's doing a good job as a coordinator. But you know, sometimes they'll they'll put that label on you. He's better as a coordinator because we've seen him already as a coach. So I don't necessarily know. You know, maybe the 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 thing you have to start worrying about now, Jay, is not just players. Remember, I mentioned this the other day. Not just players, because players they're looking at the chaos here and they're thinking, man, this is garbage. And before this would have been a destination for guys, free agents. You know, now. Not just players, but coaches are like, man, I might have to get the hell out of here because this, yeah. this is bad. And especially a coach that high up on the level, he's mm. watching what's going on with Cliff and the way Bidwell does his business. And God forbid they bring Kime back or anything like that. It's almost like, man, do I really want to stick around here? Or it is so bad, I might as well stick around because who knows? I might be the next dude because it's just that bad. So we'll see. I just, this is so much. I mean, golly. We went from an off season of, you know, we made the playoffs. We did get our heads thumped in, but you know, we'll see. If we make, maybe we can make that next step to, man, this is total dumpster fire. This is we got not just problems at, uh, overall on the field as far as our talent, a lot of bad contracts, 
a GM that had to step away, a coach that looks like he's clueless, and an owner that might be so cheap that he doesn't want to have to pay two people. He don't want to give away two monies. So he might be like, yeah, yeah, at least let's get one more out of Cliff, you know, that type of thing. So we went from a season of hope to a season of hopelessness moving forward in just the blink of an eye, bro. Oh, good Lord. That Man, you're speaking some different things to me right now. So <laughs> believe in the Arizona Cardinals. I just want to get some things. I want to run some records by you just to be, when you think about, because one of the things that you mentioned was that this used to be a destination for, you know, at one point in time, possibly a destination for, for free agents and, and those types of things. If you look, I'm just going to go from 2022 to 2017, just the record here for the Arizona Cardinals. This season, of course, is still in, is still uh, in play, but uh, four, four and 12 for 2022. So again, I'm going to go backwards, then 11 and six, then eight and eight, five and 10, three and 13, eight and eight. And then I'll go to 2016 and then seven and eight. So it's, it's interesting how, it takes a long time to be able to change a perception about you. Um, having two winning seasons in a 10 year period, that might, you might, if you're around 500 or so, maybe that can help with the case that you're turning things around based upon what the, what the longer history says, but you got to stack those winning seasons, not only to attract free agents, but also to be able to get, and maybe that inconsistency over the last few years, uh, last few seasons has gotten to the point where, where the the fans are a little bit more volatile, be, the the attendance and being selling season tickets, where you have to do something to be able to turn this tide. And I guess it supports the fact of what you're saying that they maybe need to bring somebody in as a different play caller or leader of men in the head coaching position. Yeah, I mean, at this point, Jay, I I hate to be so gloom and doom, but you know, one of the things that you and I always talk about is, you know, at least after last year, we, we it looked like we were heading in the right direction, right? This year, we have nothing but the off season to talk about this mess, man. And it yeah. just doesn't, you know, until they get back on the field, because they, you think about what they did last year and, you know, 7-0 start and everything, and, and people still had trouble with the, the way they finished in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Think about the toxicity of this off season ahead of us, four and twelve now could possibly finish four and thirteen. How much negativity is going to be out here regarding this organization? Yeah, and you know, it's just going to be it's going to be pile on the Cardinals, man. Yeah, and and it makes it so tough because you know guys have to answer the questions. You also have to be around that stuff. Yeah. And I just think you know I've been around good and I've been around bad in professional sports. This one, this is. This is okay. This isn't running like you do for a bunch of miles, yeah. and then maybe decide I'm just going to touch up, wash real quick because I'm too busy to get somewhere. So you're, <laughs> you know, the 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 odor is you can hide it. A little squash, yeah. squash. We used to call them things a blank bath. Yeah, there you go. You know what I'm talking about. Go. Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's that, and then there's being in the woods and getting hit by a skunk. <laughs> And having to go right there to somewhere else, there's there's no way to hide it. There's no way to hide this season, bro. This yeah. has been so bad. Let yeah. me ask you a question. I'll ask you a question. You're great at asking. I'll ask you all questions. <laughs> Name me something good from this season. Give me like a positive. Uh, Zayvon Collins. Oh, come on. 
I gotta find something, man. You gotta try to find, you know, the positive yeah. somewhere. All right, if that's the best you can do, bro. That's that's the best I got. That's dog. okay. If that's the best you can that's do, that's the best I got. That'd be dog. like me ask. That'd be like me asking you. Tell me the best thing about your twenty-one plus twenty-two years of marriage, Tanika. And you went, uh, she cooks a good chicken. <laughs> you and she was standing right behind you right oh now while you gave that answer, oh and you didn't realize she was there. Man. I'm just saying, bro. This has been. I got bad. you. Yeah. Yes, it's been yes. bad. <laughs> I bet you Nika does analogies. cook a good chicken, though. She so. does cook good chicken, yeah, but that wouldn't be at the yeah, top of the list. The and if it was, that is a bad thing. So I get what you're saying. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So are you having having mentioned your disgust, <laughs> your disappointment in in the way in which it seems that Cliff Kingsbury approached this game? Are you happy that they lost? I'm just happy they, I mean, uh, that they've got this great draft pick that continues to get better. That's what I, I mean. mean. That's the only, yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. You then, as an organization, you got a clean house and get a fresh start of you. If all of a sudden, imagine if you walk back into the room like, or oh, we're sitting here during the offseason, even if they end up right now with the fourth pick, say by some ungodly miracle, even gets to the third, but I'm thinking they're probably locked in the four. But say they get the fourth pick and you got the same people doing it. Man, so until they make a change, I don't care what Kyman showed us over the last bunch of years. He might go get a backup tight end for our backup tight end. And then if you do go get a good draft pick, what's Kingsbury going to do with it? So I mean, it's so so messed up around here, man. The more you talk (laughs) about, and it's in the thing that messes it up. But again, because it's Ed Smith, Ed Smith for uh for. I was going to say for president, but Ed Smith to, to be able to change our minds and motivate us and encourage us because we say we can't let go of the GM and the, and the coach, but yes, Ed Smith was saying, <laughs> yes, we can. That's yes, be our can. motto. We should have people outside the stadium right now with signs. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So, so we so happy new year, everybody. We just a slightly shortened version of it, man. Cause we, sometimes it feels like we, we scrape in the bottom, but it, it gets, as as the as the all always mentioned Black Monday, and I don't appreciate that saying Black Monday, y'all. <laughs> I don't, don't appreciate that. But when it, as we're one week closer to that, and being able, that's one of the, in the towards the end of the season. I mean, towards after the last game, we often start to hear about those things. And then with Nathaniel Hackett, we heard about him. They just were so completely embarrassed that they said, nah, man, just go ahead. We will. That's that Walmart money. But they said, we will pay. Don't even trip. We'll make sure that the automatic deposit, it goes in. Don't worry about it. We just don't, you, you ain't got to go home, but you ain't sticking around here. Yes, so sir. it is possible. And yes, you can. Yes, but, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, so, we can. So on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. We are presented by Bet Online. We do this thing twice a week again. Monday, you're getting a little bit early in your box here, so so enjoy that. Um, Monday and Thursday. Thursday, again, we focus on that uh, kind of our reaction to the hard knocks in season um, that's going on right now, sitting around the Cardinals, and then, of course, look at the next opponent, which – Goodness, it's, it's coming to an end, man. It's we we get exactly. yes, we get to gear up for all the all the off season speculation and all that good stuff. But uh, but yeah, as we always like to say around this time, are you can and happy holidays, everybody. Sorry for all the negativity. Uh, till we see you next, be easy out there. They got me depressed. That's just how bad it is, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.